The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, At that time, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna. Where worm, where, the, where worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Just want to clarify. Uh, Gehenna is, is uh, often kind of the modern interpretation of hell. And I just want uh, to let you know... Um, uh, I don't want anybody to, to cut off their hand, okay? <laughs> I don't want anybody... Jesus speaks figuratively, figuratively in some cases and literally in others. This is one area where we know that he was talking figuratively. We don't have any accounts of his apostles or disciples cutting off their hand or plucking out their eye. However, it does make us question about how far we should go to avoid sin, Right? Now, changing completely on on what we're going to talk about uh, today, uh, I want to kind of start out with bullies. Um, We've kind of heard, uh, you know, bullying is is a big problem in a lot of ways, right? Especially with the advent of the internet and other things. It's always been a problem, uh, but there's kind of been a greater highlight to it. Um, And one of the things that I kind of uh, thinking about bullies is a lot of times bullies are kind of hurt themselves, Right? Often it's not because the person wakes up one day and just randomly thinks, I'm going to be a bully. I'm going to be mean to people. But how does that often come about, right? It comes about from the bully experiencing bullying themselves, right? Being hurt themselves, experiencing wounds. And often it's not because a bully is very strong and secure in themselves that they become a bully, but it's often because they're very insecure of themselves, Now, it doesn't make bullying okay, right? That's not at all what this is. It's not okay in any situation. But I think for me, if I don't want to be a bully, if I want to make sure that other people aren't bullies, what's the way to fix that? Is it by just criticizing bullies in general? No, I actually don't think that that's one of the most effective ways. It's to cure the root of the problem of bullying, which is, I think, at least one kind of interpretation, one part that 
often, uh, although not exclusively, right? It is a multifaceted, and I, I totally get that, but often insecurity, right? And how do we help other people to not be insecure? Well, we need to affirm them in, in their dignity, in their worth, in who they are, in the fullness of, of who they are, in the goodness that they are. And I think we as Christians have that great opportunity to acknowledge good in every single person. However, when we Christians aren't secure in ourselves either, what do we become? Right? We can very easily become bullies ourselves when we are unsec- insecure about who we are. Right? And who are we? Well, ultimately, at the depths of who we are is we are beloved children of God the Father. Right? And every single good gift has been given to us in our baptism. And God continues to pour out gifts abundantly upon us. And yet, often, we are insecure. We often doubt God's love. We often think and compare ourselves to others and say, well, why do they get that? Why don't I have this? Right? And we can often act in an insecure way. And that's actually what we see in both the first reading, the Old Testament, and uh, the gospel today. Is we have two instances of people who are very holy who have holy justice, right? They're worried about Moses. They're worried about Jesus. And they say, hey, you're not supposed to be able to do that good, right? Moses, stop them, right? They shouldn't be doing that. And I love Moses' response, right? Well, Moses, Moses says, you know, uh, let me just, uh, sorry, pull it open. Are you jealous for my sake? (laughs) No, right? They're not jealous for Moses' sake, right? They they couch it in that language, right? Oh, but Moses, we're just worried about you, right? No, no. Are you jealous for my sake? No. Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets, right? Wish that everyone were able to do what they did. Now, of course, the situation that only... um, well, it tells it in the story, but only some of the people showed up that were supposed to show up and the people who didn't show up still received the Holy Spirit to be able to be prophets, to be able to speak on behalf of Moses, on behalf of God. And the ones who were there, who got the gifts, they're like, hey, hey, whoa, they're not supposed to get it, right? They didn't show up at the right time. They didn't do the right thing. They shouldn't be able to do that. A holy jealousy, which actually we see as a disorder, right? It's because they were insecure. They were insecure in it, and they weren't able to acknowledge with gratitude the good things that were there and present in other people. We see that in the gospel as well, right? The, the apostles go to him. Jesus said, teacher, we saw someone driving out demons, right? But they're not with us. Go stop them, right? They're doing something wrong. Well, they're driving out demons, right? <laughs> you just said you're driving out demons. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, but they're not with us. They don't, you know, uh, they, they don't fall underneath our hierarchy in the exact way. 
yeah, but aren't they driving out demons? And Jesus, of course, says this beautiful phrase, right? Those who are not against us are for us. Now, interesting enough, he says at another time that those who aren't with them are against them, right? So there are different ways to look at it in different situations. It's not, uh, it it is a complex kind of issue. But it, it gives this beautiful availability of actually people receiving this great grace outside of the explicit kind of discipleship of Jesus. When we're insecure about who we are and our relationship with Jesus, we can sometimes lash out as bullies or being insecure because we are insecure in who we are. Now for myself, as a Catholic, I realize I'm not perfect and I can easily get angry sometimes at the absurdity of this world, right? (laughs) I can sometimes look out and say, well, they're wrong and God should do something about that. But really, I have to question myself, well, what what does God think about it, right? How does God respond to these different situations? Because I can believe and I know that God cares about these situations much more than I do, right? God's not unaware of the problems of the world. He's not unaware of the problems in people. And he cares much more and loves much more than we do ourselves. And so there's a certain uh, security that we need to be able to rely in faith in Jesus in them. Now, one of my favorite documents uh, for the Catholic Church, I actually just posted on Facebook, is this, is this short document called Dominus Jesus. And it's on the unicity and salvific universality of Jesus Christ in the church. What's it about? Well, it's about actually ecumenism. Ecumenism is kind of the way in which we relate to other Christians, but it's also about interreligious dialogue, about how do we relate to other religions. And in this, this is uh, from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, and it gives a beautiful vision for our ability to be able to relate to other people. And I think it uses a lot of this kind of idea that we hear about in Jesus today, that we don't need to be insecure about who we are, right? Right? We need to be secure about who we are. I fully believe that the Catholic Church is one holy Catholic and apostolic. I believe that the Catholic Church has the fullness of faith because Jesus Christ is the fullness of faith and he gave us the church and the Holy Spirit leads the church. There are certainly, the church of its individual members are not perfect. However, the church itself not the human institution, but the divine institution that Jesus Christ gives us, I fully believe is divine. And, I, and Jesus promises us that the, the gates of never, netherworld will not prevail against it. And in that security, I need to respond to the world, not in fear, but in confidence of God, confidence in his promises, so that I can go to my Protestant brothers and sisters and acknowledge the good that they do in the world. Not out of holy jealousy, right? Not out of this, no, no, God, you're supposed to stop them, right? They're not within the bounds of the Catholic Church, right? We need to get rid of them. We need to kick them out. We need to prove them about how they're wrong. No, can we acknowledge what good that they do, right? Can we acknowledge that in gratitude, the ways that God works, in beautiful ways. 
Can we acknowledge the rays of truth that permeate in other religions? Yes. Now, I do want to caution us. This belief in being able to acknowledge good about other religions and other faiths is not a type of synchronism. This is not a mountain that has different paths going up to it and we all reach the same summit by different ways. That's actually contrary, completely contrary to Catholicism, completely contrary to Jesus Christ who says there's only one way to God the Father and that's through Jesus Christ and his church. So actually, this isn't a statement of saying all religions are equal. As a Catholic, we we fully believe that the Catholic Church is the one fullness of the church, of, of truth within that. However, we acknowledge that God works also outside of that. God bound himself to the church. He binds himself to the sacraments, but beautifully, he does not only work in the sacraments. He does not only work in the visible church. And that's one of the things that this document says that I love of this understanding is there is the visible church and there's the invisible church. And there are many people in the visible church that unfortunately aren't really part of the church, okay? Because they actually uh, don't believe as the church believes. And they actually place themselves outside of the church. Even though that they're visibly here, they're not actually part of the church. And then we have other people who believe the same as the church, believe in, in truth and seek it in every single avenue of their life. But they're not part of the visible church. They're part of the invisible church. And they receive grace from Jesus Christ through the church for their salvation. And so we, as a people of God, we receiving this unbelievable gift from Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity who came and revealed God to us, can be secure in the faith that he hands on, the promises that he made about the church, and that in that security, we can be confident and acknowledge the good around us in so many ways that God works. I want us to be a community not of bullies, not of people who are insecure in who we are, but of people who know who we are, right? Adopted children of God with an amazing God who loves us and works in amazing ways. And that's why we come here. We come here because we've received a great gift. We want other people to be a part of it, but we also acknowledge the great good that is out there. Let us not have an insecure, holy jealousy, but instead have an attitude of amazing gratitude.